Hey, Alex. Yeah, Addison? Do you like podcasts? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. I don't see how. Uh, okay, yes. Yes, I like podcasts. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. That's the right answer. I've got a new podcast to tell you about, and it is a new personal favorite of mine, as they are great friends of the show, and it is called Alexandria Archives. It is the South's answer to Miskatonic University. Surely you're not talking about the Alexandria Archives that can be found at WHAU Signal on Twitter? The very same. They can also be found at www.alexandriaarchives.com. That's Alexandria, spelled like Alex, like your name followed by A-N-D-R-I-A, and then archives, A-R-C-H-I-V-E-S dot com. It's a really cool show that has elements of, how did you describe it to me once, Alex? Night Vale meets Radio Free Roscoe? Yeah. I think that sounds like a pretty cool show. It's a campus radio station, basically, set in a uh, an alternate dimension in the Southern American United States, so. And if you tune in, you might hear a couple of familiar voices as well. I mean, it's a possibility. It can be found, again, on iTunes, can be found on their website, alexandriaarchives.com, and on Twitter at WHAU Signal. And it is really worth your time. If you like shows like Welcome to Night Vale, or if you enjoy fiction with elements of out of this world kind of aspects while keeping the comedy, you'll really enjoy it. And they've been kind enough to help support the show, so you should really check them out. We recommend it. Yeah, yeah, Wendigos. Yeah, yeah, Wendigos. At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. As always, we are entering the realm of the bizarre and frightening, so listener discretion is advised. For your own safety... Please keep an eye on the skies, keep an eye on your whiskey barrels, and keep all of your blood inside your body for the duration of the episode. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us, and if you're listening, it's you too. I am one half of your hosting team, Alex Flanagan. And I am the other half of the hosting team, Addison Peacock. Addison, I want to go ahead and apologize to you and our listeners right now in advance. If you hear any blank stretches of time in today's episode, it's just because that's me having a coughing spasm and poor Addison had to go to the uh, all of the horrible audio labor of editing that out. Came down with a pretty bad cold like two nights ago. Mm. And uh, I'm one of those people who I rarely ever get sick. So when I do, it just kind of hits me like a train. And then I'm just like a pathetic kitten in bed for 48 hours. But then I'm fine. It's like, a, have you seen the episode of Parks and Recreation where Chris Traeger gets the flu? Yeah, literally, that's... <laughs> Addison can attest to this. That's me. <laughs> I, I am equal parts Leslie Nope and Chris Traeger. Like, in most things, but especially in that episode. <laughs> both of them, uh, both of them just being like, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. It falls on the floor. It dies. Yeah, literally. It's, I'm, I'm actually... The moment that I knew on a first watch through Parks and Rec that I was Leslie Nope um, was that line where she's like, all right, I got seven hours of sleep last night, which is twice as much as I usually get, so I'm a little bit disoriented. <laughs> oh, no. That and when she asks um, to borrow a pair of cargo shorts for a first date. That's also me. <laughs> um, or like a sexy hat. <laughs> like a sexy hat. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. I would like to tell you guys that I'll be sounding better by next week, but that's a lie because we're recording next week's episode right after this. You can't give them that peek behind the curtain. They don't need to know. Uh, well, it just it's so people don't wonder, like, oh my god, why was Alex sick for two weeks straight? They don't need to know how the sausage gets made. They just need to eat it. 
Um, I'm I don't not comfortable eat talking sausage. about cryptid sausage. <laughs> I don't eat meat. That's uncomfortable. Oh, I would. I would never. Mm. All right. Anyway, so today's cryptid is uh, sort of a change of pace. We've been talking about a lot of globally uh, cognizant cryptids. We've been talking about a lot of aquatic cryptids lately. So I figured I would do something that I don't think we've done yet, which is an air-based cryptid. Have we done any sky cryptids yet? Sky crypt? I mean, Mantis Man can fly. Yeah, but we didn't really address it. No, it's because I don't think everyone, anyone ever really sees him fly. So I think this might be our first sky cryptid. Sky cryptid? Yeah, we're going to do a sky cryptid. I got a question for you. All right. Is it... A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people-eater. I wish I could say no. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I've done no research on this. I didn't know it was coming. I wish I could say no. Um, it's many things. So uh, just to backtrack a little bit, I have an inherent fondness for Appalachian cryptids, obviously, as you guys have picked up on listening to this podcast. But um, I figured it was about time to come to terms with the fact that I have been living in Virginia for four years now, <laughs> and I'm no longer in my beloved mountains. So um, I'm doing, actually, it's a D.C.-based cryptid. What? Yeah, it's like a Washington, D.C. area cryptid extending into Frederick County, Maryland, um, a little bit of, like, that panhandle of West Virginia, some of the area of Northern Virginia that we're in now. Mostly D.C., though. Mostly that area and into Maryland is where it's most commonly associated. But today's cryptid is the Snallygaster. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a heffalump. Like a heffalump? Yeah, a little bit like that. So Snallygaster is um, in itself a bastardization of the phrase Schnellengeister. So Schnellengeister is um, a quick ghost. <laughs> I was going to say geist. Yeah. yeah, quick ghost. It's or fast ghost, quick spirit. Mm. Um, which is a phrase that came from all of the German immigrants that settled in the area. Okay. So that whole general region, um, ton of German immigrant influence, and those people there brought their folklore with them, obviously. And so in its original terms, uh, a Schnellgeist is just like a malevolent little spirit that, um, you know, maybe like preys on your chickens, like messes up your farmland, um, screws with your stuff, like uh, abducts small animals. Not really like anything hugely unhelpful. Yeah. So since, almost since colonial times, the Snallygaster um, mythos has been a part of that area, but it wouldn't really get any traction until uh, about 1900. So in the early 1900s, this thing just blew up. And the Snallygaster went from being the Schnellengeister, the sort of malevolent little spirit that just sort of um, played some harmful tricks on your farmland and messed with your crops and like upset your your animal balance out there, to becoming a boogeyman that people would tell their kids about. Um, the Snallygaster is a flying creature, and we'll get into this later. This is kind of bananas. But the most yes. prominent description of the Snallygaster, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this in, like, bold, because there are many, many ways the Snallygaster has apparently appeared. But most commonly is referred to as a dragon-like creature, um, sort of half-serpent, half-bird, yes. long-pointed beak, um, very sharp teeth. Sometimes it's described as having a whole bunch of octopus-like tentacles. In some drawings, the tentacles are coming out of the beak. <laughs> this sounds like Quetzalcoatl coming to bring forth the end times. It's very horrifying. In its simplest form, the Snallygaster is sort of a half-bird, half-reptile flying dragon-like creature with a long beak. Oh, yes, simple. In, in some of its <laughs> most horrifying iterations, it has, like, just oh. so many tentacles coming out of this mouth. God. In addition oh, to... God. Oh, God. A single eye in the center of its forehead. 
Yeah, I know. I it's, just did a gesture of victory at my one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people It's eater. very bad. Um, wings, claws, talons, like, it, it, basically, the Snellygaster can be as much or as little as you want it to be, but, uh, that is the most common way it is depicted. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a lot. The Snellygaster snatches people up, particularly children, drinks their blood. So we've had a lot of cryptids so far that have various, you know, reasons for abducting people or for being malevolent. The Snallygaster is a blood drinker. I think it's our first vampiric cryptid, actually. But it won't be our last. No, so this is a little bit of like a landmark episode for us, I guess. Um, What's There's a lot of things interesting about the Snallygaster. What's interesting about the Snallygaster is that it actually was pretty widely accepted as, like, factual. So much so, and this is my favorite thing. Um, in 1909, the newspapers started reporting on Snallygaster. They were publishing eyewitness accounts and apparently gained so much traction that actually President Teddy Roosevelt was rumored to have cons- strongly considered putting off one of his, like, African wilderness expeditions to instead hunt the Snallygaster. <sighs> yes! We almost lived in a timeline where President Theodore Roosevelt went on a Snallygaster hunt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we're wasting our money on Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Why? Yeah, I really, really am wondering where Teddy Roosevelt's Snallygaster Hunter is. That is... TM, TM, TM. I'm going to write it. It's mine now. That's the greatest thing about it. That's incredible. I will never forgive whatever advisors talked him out of it. I won't either. Oh, my God. But maybe, maybe it would have been, it would have bested him. Maybe it would prove the better hunter. Oh, I highly doubt it. All right, true. (laughs) But in any case, so the Snallygaster um, was widely published in a lot of these newspaper accounts, and the Snallygaster has kind of an interesting history with public relations. So Mm. the Snallygaster um, can be seen in a lot of different ways. We talked about it's a sort of dragon iteration. Some descriptions actually talk about it being like... I'm very excited. (laughs) <laughs> I really do need to know if you researched if the song One Eyed One Heard Flying Purple People Eater is, I said purple, I didn't mean it, I meant purple, is taken from this story because, and this is not me being silly, this is a genuine question. Weirdly, it didn't even occur to me. Um, but anyway, so it's sometimes described as a great winged beast with scales like a reptile and the wings and talons of a bird. Sometimes it's half bird, half wild cat with yellow and black stripes. <gasps> what? Other times it's a sable-eyed muskrat with a tuxedo front. So we have another bunyip. Well, here's what's weird about it, though. I have not seen any research describing this thing as, like, actually changing shape. But it's also not implied that there's more than one Snallygaster. So what's up? I don't know. Everybody somehow just seems to see this thing and be like, ah, yes, that is the Snallygaster. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hmm. I got got a theory for you. Maybe it's like a bog art thing where, like, it appears as whatever you don't want to see. You took my thunder. Sorry about that. It's okay. I understand. Um... (laughs) I'll just call you Zeus from now on. And it also apparently has some sort of, like, firepower, because sometimes people would report finding what? bodies that had been drained of blood and scorched. Ah. It's a lot. The Snallygaster's a lot. It's um, a... Um, oh, no. I'm trying really hard to make this word, this pun happen. It's a dragon killer. It's Dracula. I'm trying to make a dragon. Mm, Dracula. We'll um, so the local... A Draculagon. Oh, <laughs> The local paper that started reporting on it was the Middletown Valley Register. They published some pretty detailed reports of the sightings, and um, actually, it was decided canonically, I guess they canonized this part of the Snallygaster, that it was the offspring of an egg that had been reported, like, a generation earlier. 
Wait, what? So there was like some weird thing about an egg earlier, and then they decided retroact, like they retconned it so that this egg was a Snallygaster egg. Where did the egg come from? Another Snallygaster. What came first? The Snallygaster or the egg? Yeah, you I don't know. know the age-old philosophical debate. <laughs> but this monster that was terrorizing the D.C., uh, Maryland, like Baltimore area, as far as Baltimore, became actually sort of interestingly enough an explanation for a lot of what was going on during like prohibition era. What? Um, yeah, so it's sort of implied that the Snallygaster was, like, terrorizing areas around Prohibition, but mm-hmm. it became an explanation, right, for people who were breaking Prohibition to explain weird noises coming from their whiskey stills at night, right? Wow. So if, like, cops were like, hey, we've been hearing a lot of weird ruckus over here. Are you sure you're not running a secret whiskey still? They'd be like, nah, man, it's a Snallygaster. You better go get him. Yet again, we have another intersection of cryptozoology and... Booze. But the Snallygaster had a lot of people pretty freaked out. Like, there were a lot of people that were genuinely terrified of the Snallygaster. So, the really interesting way they tackled this is that the Baltimore Sun, the newspaper The Baltimore yeah. Sun, uh, reported the death of the Snallygaster in November 1932. Reports of his death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> but they officially published that the Snallygaster had died. And they reported with it um, a, a very, like, blurry, you know, typical cryptid photo of its oh shadowy my, corpse. Oh, my God. And, yeah, well, they were trying to, like, you know, get rid of this. Fake news, fake news, fake news. <laughs> fake news, yeah. The Snallygaster's not dead. Alternate Fake fact. news, fake news. <laughs> yeah, but they, they reported that it had drowned in a vat of whiskey mash on a Baltimore County farm. That's how I want to go. Um, by coincidence, <laughs> the report stated that federal prohibition officers quote-unquote, inadvertently blew up the still before the carcass could be examined. Oh, no. So, uh, you know, it was accident. Like, all this whiskey still went up in flames. The Snallygaster was gone. But it was a really convenient way to solve two problems at once, right? Yeah, this feels very much like an even more effective version of that thing from the Kappa episode where that museum's like, we've got a Kappa skeleton, but you can't see it. What's even more fascinating about this is that this was in November 1932. Literally only a few days after the Snallygaster death was published, prohibition ended. And so people were so caught up in that wave of news that the Snallygaster pretty much disappeared from thought entirely. Until? Until the 70s. I knew it. When the Snallygaster made a uh, sort of a revival. There was a Snallygaster revival. Um, Mm -hmm. June 1973, um, people in Baltimore County started reporting views of the Snallygaster again. And this time, it was um, making its appearance as more of like a Bigfoot-esque creature, like a large, hairy sort of ape-man thing. How do we know that's the same creature? I'm going to ask you the same thing you asked me about the bunny, but how do we know that's the same thing? So here's my thought. We've talked about um, the the bunny up is just sort of like a catch-all name for like any sort of spirit that appears in this way. We've talked about how the mantis man can like physically change its like visual appearance and like sort of shift between ways. We've talked about how the Kelpie actively intentionally shifts shape. I have a theory that maybe the Snallygaster has, like, a reincarnation deal going on. Okay. I think maybe, since the Snallygaster has been around for time out of mind, and this egg, you know, appeared, maybe it's, like, I don't I, I don't feel like there are multiple generations of Snallygasters. I don't feel like the Snallygaster's going out and, like, laying eggs. They're not, like, clutches of Snallygasters. I get no, the feeling there's it's, not like, like, one. There's not, like, a nest. I get the feeling maybe it's, like, a regional cryptid that goes through cycles, like a phoenix, you know, and then it's reborn, except instead of being reborn, it's the same thing every time. It takes on, like, a slightly different sort of shape. 
Ashes to ashes, whiskey to whiskey. All right. <laughs> Dragon man to tiger muskrat. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm just full of them today. I don't know what's going it's on. It's pretty great. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit of overview on the Snallygaster. I, I, I the Snallygaster and its weird close relationship with, like, Prohibition-era politics. The Snallygaster is a strangely political cryptid, which I think is fitting, given that it's in I was going to say, well, how, how could he not be? Yeah, right. You're there. You're going to get pulled into all the politics and the muckraking and the and the fake news, alternative facts, I, buzzwords. Um, Just throw as many of them out there as you possibly can. Please buzzwords. keep going. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. I don't have any more buzzwords. But I don't. Yeah, so I can't read the news that's anymore. That's the Snallygaster and its complicated um, relationship with, I'm... with that. More fun facts about the Snallygaster. Um, Snallygaster has become such, like, a popular concept in the D.C. area. There's, like, a large craft beer festival every year called, like, Snallygaster Fest. Um, the Snallygaster is reported to only have one natural known enemy. What is it? Which is the Dewayo. And the Dewayo is, um, and I'm going to describe this. Tell me what it is. you're going to start laughing. Tell me what it is. It is a, uh humanoid-esque figure that stands upright. All right, I'm in. I'm on board. And is, like, mostly a wolfish creature. So it's got, like, wolf features. And what I'm telling you is that the Beast of Bray Road moonlights as a Snallygaster hunter. All roads lead to Dog Man. All roads are Bray Road. All roads lead to Bray. You know, you know what's really funny is, like, when you first told me you were doing an episode on the Beast of Bray Road, I had never even heard of it. And yeah. now literally every other cryptid traces back to, like, the mysterious wolf man. The mysterious American wolf man. Maybe he is the all-father. The all the cryptid all father. I don't think so. I think maybe he's he's um the all cousin. He's Brafe the cryptid slayer. <laughs> I'm really sorry. That was terrible. <laughs> it made me really sad in my heart. But but it, vampire hunter and the Snallygaster is vampiric in nature. So I think what I'm saying That's is that true. we have spinoff gold here. Has anyone called Sarah Michelle Geller? Is she going to take down the Snallygaster? Has anyone for called us? Sarah Michelle Geller about this po- this project, <laughs> this new project? <laughs> I just meant we could. I mean, Sarah Geller sounds a little bit like Snallygaster. (laughs) Oh my god, what aren't they telling you? What better cover could there be for a Snallygaster in hiding than as a vampire hunter? A famed monster hunter. Oh my god. The web of lies thickens. (laughs) Darknet. Infowars. Fluoride. What aren't they telling you? The answer is a lot. all you expect. It's DC. (laughs) Oh my god, you're so right. I want to know about the origin of the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Ah. Uh. Oh, dang it. Hmm. Excuse, sorry, two of the, I found encyclopedia.wikia.com has two potential explanations for the origin of the song One-Eyed, One-Horned, Flying Purple People Eater. The first one is terrible, and I have no time for it, and that is the theory that the term is referring to a sexually active male and referencing the penis. That's silly. Um, but I the don't other want to go down that no, road. the other explanation. I wish you had never said that. <laughs> this one's better though, Alex. <laughs> okay. The second, more logical explanation is that the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater is an alien creature, a form of an extremely dangerous mutation of the two-eyed, two-horned, flying turquoise people eater, which evolved over a series of trippy events. I don't understand. We were never meant to understand. <laughs> what happened here? All I wanted to know was if perhaps the Snallygaster inspired that song. I was wrong. Never heard of the STD alien. Oh no. Um. Oh. Oh. I. I did want to see pictures of it though. Yeah. Um. Here. Let me pull some up for you. Thank you. I want to see his headshots. They're not great. If you live in D- <laughs> if you live in a city long enough and you want to make it in this town, here's my favorite. Oh my 
God. It's very bad. So let me describe to you what I'm seeing here. Paint a word picture. Uh, yeah. So it is somewhat reptilian in nature. It does appear to have a sort of generally, like, dinosaur-esque appearance. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it's got, like, a very long tail that sort of curves at the end. It's a hunched back in midair, so, like, it's it's sort of curved over itself with these talons down a, beneath it. It's yeah. got wings that are entirely too small for its body. And then emerging from its beak are just too many tentacles. Oh, yeah. Okay, this thing has got, like, a full-blown hunchback, and then it's got, like, medieval painting Angel cherub wings. wings. Yeah. yeah, cherub in a medieval painting wings. Why do people always keep... <gasps> This one's also very bad. Ooh, it looks like a mm-hmm. looks like its mouth is a squid. It looks like all of it is mouth, actually. Like ninety <gasps> percent of this thing is mouth. Um, there's one. That one's not even that bad. It just looks like a velociraptor. Yeah, that looks a little bit like a velociraptor. I like this picture. These newspaper pictures. Uh-huh. We'll have to tweet the these out because they're pretty neat. super lit. Here's another one that's pretty bad. Looks like a vulture. Yeah, but it's also got like a word bubble on this one. It says, "Oh, be nice, or I'll get you with my tentacles." <laughs> Wait, I'm not sure what that means. I don't know what that voice was either. I don't know. Don't I like it. Me. Uh, here's something saying that the Snellygaster is as far as Preston County, which this is, is a, wild to me. We found a wanted poster for it. Preston County's pretty far out there. I don't think that that's one just true. looks like a boss this ass looks like dragon. A dragon. That's yeah. a pretty boss ass dragon. It's got like a few tentacles coming from his mouth. He looks cool as heck. But it more looks like a like his tongue is just like a literal cat and nine tails. That's, that's pretty great. So lit. And here's the Dwyo versus the Snellygaster. Beast of Bray Road coming in clutch there. I don't need Freddy versus Jason. I just need this. No? You sure you don't want the Wyatt versus Snellygaster? No, I don't. I'm saying I want this. I don't need oh, Freddy versus no, no, Jason. No, I, I don't I need any of your crossovers. I need this one. These are all very bad. Yeah, they're like, pretty the, horrible. The art is good. Let me specify that the art is good, but the, the things are bad. Yeah, it's pretty bananas. Is it possible that... Did anyone bring up the dinosaur theory about the Snellygaster? Because, I mean, dinosaurs and birds are pretty closely genetically linked and it doesn't really seem to come up in any okay. of the questions that i've looked at i mean like i personally always love dinosaur bird theories yeah um i'm here for it like just because so many cryptids tend to see the the scientific explanation for them seems to be like a remaining prehistoric creature of some kind that didn't get wiped out yeah and i would believe that with the exception of the snellagaster seems to me to be at least a bit migratory okay um I really think the Snellygaster didn't appear or didn't exist until the German immigrants brought the concept over with them. Mm. And it's also interesting to note that the Snellygaster's enemy, the Dwyo, is of native origin. Mm-hmm. So the Dwyo is a native creature. And if we're looking at the Snellygaster as sort of an emblem of this European influence, uh-huh. particularly because if it is a dragon, that even lends more credence to that theory, right? Symbolism. I mean, the dragon is sort of, yeah. The dragon is so European. It's yeah, it's pretty intensely. Well, this specific this specific dragon, kind yeah. of dragon that we're discussing is pretty European, and it's just general. Um, it's it's affect, it's it's appearance, it's sort of conceptual. Yeah, like everything that's tied up with it. Um, and so to have that be something that's in direct conflict with this very yeah. grounded. Um, wolf human native creature like a nature spirit almost yeah and it's it's interesting to me i know i think it's fascinating i think that's like i think that's just the kind of juxtaposition that 10th grade english prepared me for <laughs> yeah you have this kind of invading force of this like lofty position coming in and wreaking destruction and as far as we know the dwyo doesn't is it doing any destruction uh, not really. It's his main function. I mean, and I, I didn't really look much at the Dwyo because this isn't a Dwyo mm-hmm. episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it pretty much just seems to sort of exist in opposition to the Snallygaster. Like that whole, yeah. like, Batman and Joker. I was just, just about to, I was literally just <laughs> going to say that. Oh, my God. 
Uh, that was cooking in my head the whole time. I was just about to say, without his villains, what is Batman? Yeah. But a man in a costume with a utility belt. I mean, and that's no what Batman is anyway. Yes, but he's doing cool stuff otherwise. And, you know, doing a lot of crime, actually. Yeah, there's that. Doing quite a bit of crime. <laughs> but it's okay, because he's rich. Yikes. Sorry. Oh, Yikes no, on bikes. Oh, no. Um, I need to cut this out, because people... I actually do like Batman. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I'm not a huge Batman fan, but... I like the Batman universe. I like the Batman universe. Let me specify. You know why I really like Batman. I know. Thank you. It's because of our I whispered it so low, they won't even catch it. They won't even know. They won't even hear it. It's subliminal. They won't Great, even know. perfect. They won't um, even get it. So, right. yeah, that's what I've got on the Snallygaster. Mm-hmm. I want to picture it. I'm going to paint my... I'm going to create my own in my head right now. I think I know what I want it to look like. I think that the Snallygaster, because it changes so much, I think that what it really looks like is it's got, like, big leathery bat wings and, like, a curly tail, like a long curly tail, like a pigtail, but real long. And I think it's got tentacles but they look like nice like hair like coming out of its head like medusa okay and then i think for its face it looks kind of like uh steve buscemi oh (laughs) that's so much i like steve buscemi i just feel like he should be up in the mix yeah i um okay (laughs) we'll go with that (laughs) honestly i wish i could give you some answers but uh, so here's here's what I'm thinking. This isn't okay. exactly a rating scale. This is, like, just a thing that I personally am enjoying, like, a, a riff that's going on in my head. So we talk about how, like, the Snallygaster sort of, like, changes its shape with yeah. each new iteration, kind of like an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So what do you have in mind for, like, the Snallygaster 7? Like, what's... Wow. How ma- First of all, is it the... Sta- how many have there been? Uh, well, I don't know. There's no, like, definitive way to know that. Oh, boy. Okay. But when, when you... When we reboot the Snallygaster for the next okay. generation, the next update, the next, like patch the improvements like what's your okay. what's your vision for the next tally well it needs to be it needs to be longer obviously okay. every new iphone is longer right what's the, the functionality next. is it also like flatter <laughs> it's longer and flatter um let me explain let me explain by that i, I think i mean mostly that it's snoot it's snoot is longer and flatter it's got the like a long flat kind of face it's got like um have you ever seen have you ever seen those uh, sharks? The the shark that's face looks like a chainsaw. Oh, know? absolutely! Yeah, it looks like one of those. So it's longer and flatter, longer, longer flatter snoot. Uh, no more boop in that snoot. It's long, I think flat, and the scary. Whole, the whole thing should just be longer and flatter, like like a planarian. Oh you know god! About, right? Oh god! I do know what a planarian is. I hate them. They're they're creepy. I love them. I spent so much time with them in high school. Did you do experiments on them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I mean, yeah. You spend a lot of time with Planarian. Yeah, I understand. A lot of people do experiments on them, which is why when they inevitably uh, rise up against us, we'll deserve it. They have, like, cartoon eyes. They're, like, the wackiest little things. <laughs> when they inevitably rise up against us, we're going to deserve it. My next, all we've done to them. my next selling guest is also going to have the big cartoon eyes that Planarian <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so I think that also it needs uh, to come in more color options. I think maybe it's got some chameleon technology going oh, on. Oh, yeah, more colors for the Snelly More color seven. options. More color options, yeah. So uh, it can it can change colors, uh, like a chameleon, obviously. I think that we should work out some of the bugs. I think that that crazy hunchback needs to go, because um, it's like it doesn't seem practical to me. It feels seems like a bug. It seems like it inhibits functionality. Yeah, in terms of functionality, I'm also going to remove the tentacles from the mouth where they don't <laughs> seem to serve a purpose. I'm going to put them elsewhere they, where they don't serve a purpose except to haunt your nightmares. Yeah, I am going to put more tentacles on it 
but like, instead I'm just going to have them, like, all up and down the sides of yeah. the Snallygaster. Oh, do the tentacles in the mouth, though, perhaps act as an appendage to pull you into its mouth? Um, well, I think so, but I think, like, if we want to give the Snallygaster, like, and we have all those teeth just, like, packed in there, yeah. right? Like, and I feel like the tentacles sort of get in the way of that. Well, so to optimize okay. the tooth feature, mm. I'm going to move the tentacle well, so that we have more use Could we maybe streamline the tentacle feature and leave just two on either side of the mouth to pull prey into the mouth? Okay, I'm going to do you one better. Okay. We leave the tentacles in the mouth and we just put all the teeth up and down the tentacles. Incredible. Perfect. Okay. Oh, my God. So that's an update. We should work for Apple. <laughs> yeah, the next iPhone 7, it just got so many teeth. <laughs> oh, I got... Well, we're on the iPhone 7. The iPhone 8 is just going to have so the, many teeth. Did you get the new iPhone 8? Yeah, it's it's so slimy. <laughs> There's just so many teeth on this thing. Yeah. I can't it, believe I was missing all these teeth before. <laughs> it's got suction cups. <laughs> I I don't understand... I don't know what's going on. <laughs> keeps flying over the over the skyline of dc there's like a billion headphone jacks on this thing <laughs> i can put so many headphones in here <laughs> except for when i plug them in all i hear is inhuman screeching <laughs> and the stanley gas reaction doesn't really like make sound it's oh, pretty quiet wait re- oh silent death from yeah, above it's terrifying silent vampiric thing um, oh, also, God. instead of a fingerprint scan, the new Snallygaster is going to require a blood sample. <laughs> Damn it! It does. Of course, it does. Oh, that's too good. You have to I blood type it. it to get into your new Snallygaster. Your Snallygaster eight. Oh boy. Oh no. See, I don't trust that. I wouldn't want to give it a blood sample because you'd have an Audrey two situation. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you just have to be okay with that. I'm gonna write an updated. Um, I'm gonna write an updated little shop of horrors, and it takes place at the Apple Store, and the the iPhone eight requires blood samples, and then one of them you keep hearing Siri go, "Feed me, Seymour." <laughs> I didn't quite catch that. Yeah. <laughs> boop boop. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> Must be blood. Must be fresh. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I don't have a very good Siri impression. I tried my That's best. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It can't all be Jane Krakowski. Um, I don't know. I'm, you're looking at me like you expect anything better out of me at this point. I just, I can't contribute to any voices today. My voice is, like, shot. You sound like, um, you could do, like, a Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Zuckerberg. Oh. <laughs> oh, Nightmare Sam Elliott, yes. Nightmare Sam Elliott. Oh, I was thinking, like, Americans used to be real. We used to be tough. We used to have a snallygaster descend into our whiskey stills, and did we cry about it? I can't do Sam Elliott because my voice isn't like yours today. You know, I just got that like that that gravelly like. Yeah, you sound like like a like a frontiersman. Yeah, out there hunting the snallygaster with President Theodore Roosevelt. Okay, actually, that was a solid Sam Elliott. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh man. You should have heard me last night. I was like late night radio DJ. My voice was like a solid octave lower oh, than this. Oh boy! It's like welcome to Cryptid Keeper Radio. Oh my gosh, it's so good. That's like the jazz station. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy! Snallygasters at three in the morning. Hate to tell you guys, but we're uh, changing our paths now. Alex is going to do that, and um, I'm going to do scat in the background because it's a jazz station now. Then <laughs> that's what jazz people do. They just <laughs> scat all the time. Except for, <laughs> except they for just I literally c- never stop scatting. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> I don't know how to scat. I know the end of the Full House theme song. There you go. Give it a bow, put a bow. Um, 
Is that that's what's good? This is what jazz is. It's practically the same thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have any survival tips? Survival tips for the Staligaster. No. <laughs> is there something I can do to my blood to make it taste real nasty? Like just real nasty. Um, well, okay, so survival tips for the Staligaster, hang out with the Duayo. Surround yourself with wolfman creatures, and the Snallygaster, seeing them, will be like, oh, I don't want to tangle with that. I want to do that anyway. It doesn't even have to be the Duayo. It could be any sort of, like, general wolf-looking man. And then the the Snallygaster, seeing them, will think it's a Duayo, and its instincts will tell it, ah, stay away from that. I'm going to call Jason. Yes, Jason absolutely. Momoa. Jason Momoa. He's going to come, we're going to come, go hang out, get cupcakes in D.C., and know that we shall be safe. Very good. Um, so, apparently we know the Snallygaster can be killed. So right. that's helpful. But it doesn't matter because he just keeps coming back. It it's will Freddy. Come back, it's but Freddy Krueger. But it bought itself, I mean, like, the the people that killed it in Baltimore bought themselves about, like, 50 years last time. So, mm. you know. So it's just kind of like a fuck you next generation. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not my problem. Yeah, um, uh, yeah it's, it's weird, actually. Like, I want to believe there's some sort of correlation between, like, alcohol consumption and, like, snallygaster usage. But I actually don't know. I think, if anything, like... Alcohol seems to attract the Snallygaster because it wasn't that whiskey still that one time. Mm. And, like, the Snallygaster is, like, a craft beer festival now. I feel like the Snallygaster likes to party. Um, yeah. Well, then, I don't get... He seems okay. Yeah, except for the part where he silently carries you off and drains you of your blood and scorches your body. Like, lots of people do that. You ever been to a club in Miami? I haven't. I don't know In what that case, is. I don't think that you need survival tips from the Snallygaster. <laughs> I think you need a life coach. I might. And I'm not certified for that kind of assistance. <laughs> oh, what if we... Be- I'm sorry. Is, is this not... Are these not my therapy sessions? I'm... Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... I've been giving you those paychecks. Have you, though? <laughs> I've been slipping... I've been... Sl- I've been slipping slices of American cheese under your door. One, that's terrifying. <laughs> Two, you have the wrong house. Which is almost worse. I'm the I'm the I'm the Virginia lactose bandit. That's that was me all along. Reverse bandit. You're not taking it from their houses. I don't know what's happening to I me. I don't know, but I think that that's a good sign that it's about time to wrap this. Yep, this I feel show like up. I'm living inside of a Hunter S. Thompson novel. It's pretty bad. Um, uh, so that's a style yester. I'm going to give you yeah. one final I was just rating say, scale. Give me, give me. I want you to leave an iTunes review of the Snallygaster. So you've got five stars and then um, a catchy title and some commentary on the Snallygaster. Okay. I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him like three, 3.5 out of five stars. Okay. So three and a half stars. Yeah. Three and a half stars. And uh, I'm going to say. Um, What's the title of your review? The title of my review is lots of fun, but a little draining. And oh, uh, my review is basically going to say, I love this party cryptid, and I love how he always carries a boombox on his bag blasting rad party jams, like the uh, Ignition remix, even though that's a little bit dated. And the only problem is that after the party's gone, not only has he tapped and drained my keg, but he's taken and drained all the blood out of my girlfriend. Yikes, on bikes. That's pretty bad. <laughs> It's rough stuff, man. Uh, but at I'm least gonna... it was a cool party. I'm Yikes. a frat boy named Chad for this review. I don't know who leaving I am. Leaving iTunes reviews on the Snallygaster. I, <laughs> I don't it. know who I am. Uh, I'm going to leave the Snallygaster, I think, three stars. And the title of my review is going to be Cool Concept, Can't Decide What It Wants to Be. Hmm. And my commentary is going to be like, I really wanted to enjoy this cryptid, but I just felt like 
it couldn't quite figure out where it was trying to live and what it wanted to do with itself. One minute, it's a bird reptile, and the next, a Bigfoot. Call me when you guys figure it out. Oh, I relate to him. Now I feel bad. Now I want to give him five stars. You can't do that, Chad. (laughs) Bro, please. (laughs) I'm thinking of those Dragon Bros comics. Oh, really good. I I love Dragon Bros. I was really like, bro, please, he brought us a beer pong table. Bro, bro. Made out of a tree he burned down. Uh, um, okay, so uh, do we have any important announcements? Oh, I mean, stickers have finally been ordered and to print by us and we'll ship oh, out right, soon. so we've got the secret exclusive sticker design for our Patreon donors. At, um, was that the $20 tier, $30? It is the, uh, I will fact check this later and I'll dub in the correct answer if I'm wrong, but I believe the $20 tier. Okay. Um, so the $20 tier secret sticker club. So you guys will be getting your exclusive, uh, donor sticker. It is super cute. I want about 50 of them. Yes. Also, that means we're going to be reaching out to you to ask for your mailing address. It's not us being creepy. We're not trying to send you, like, <laughs> spam mail. Or cryptids. We're going to send yeah. you cryptids in the mail. Just send you. I'm not going to send you, like, recruitment literature for a cult or anything. No. It's just... Our current donor-exclusive sticker was designed for us by our good friend, Gray, also known as the Mothman Bot. Mothman Bot! Uh, and friend of the show. And friend of the show. Super, super great. Um, so those are beautiful. They're yes. really, really great stickers. I can't so wait to get my hands on one. And then our other stickers um, will be available for purchase. They will also be going out to the people who won our iTunes raffles so far. Exactly. So please, uh, if we haven't already received, if you won, are one of the winners of our iTunes raffle, please contact us if we contact us if we do not have your address already, because otherwise we can't you you don't get stickers i don't know what to tell you yeah um so those again will be going up available for purchase as well we'll have information on that in the uh facebook group on our facebook page on twitter as well um those include the designs that we posted a while back there's the um owen wilson skinwalker crypto keeper logo sticker there's a libertarian sticker there's an american werewolf in london to american Werewolf london america ticket there's a um, taily poe there's a taily poe who shaped like a friend and, and i think the other one is the uh, bigfoot is my girlfriend that is sticker so that is, we've, got, that is. we've got some cute designs there. we've got some very cute stuff for you guys and then uh, also just a reminder that if you are a patreon donor please uh, check on the page because we're starting to roll out some of our digital donor rewards like bloopers uh and um, bonus content i've released an asmr audio for people of a certain donor tier which was a reading of the raven so more to come and thank you so much for your support oh my gosh it's incredible yeah, um, I I need, probably need to put up some bonus content, too. I don't have anything yet. I was trying to convince Andrew to play boat drinks the other day, but... <laughs> oh, dang. Um, I don't know that that was ever going to go up on the Patreon. That's just well, something gonna, that I personally wanted. We're going to be recording a bonus episode um, with an Australian guest about drop bears. Mm. Uh, and we also are... I believe we talked about recording a bonus episode that was a cryptid a keeper analysis of the musical theater demon from Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Once More with Feeling. Um, we can't do that because we have not written all of the music for that episode. Ooh. God, you're so right. Um, because I actually, the discussion we had was doing a musical episode about the musical. Oh, you're so right. I forgot. Copy. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that will be quite a work in progress. Someday. Um, yeah, someday eventually. But uh, the Drop Bear bonus episode is in the scheduling works. That'll be available. We'll be yeah, yes. we are still running running our iTunes raffles, so keep getting those reviews in for us. We have 37 right now. Yes. When we get to 40, we'll have another one, and we'll probably we'll continue at least up through 50. I'm not sure if we'll do more after that, but for the time being, mm-hmm. um. 
there will at least be two more of those you can get in on, so. And since we're going to have stickers available for purchase soon, please keep an eye out. Watch our online presence for information about some kind of merch store. What? Hey, yo. We also have a really cool t-shirt design. Yeah, um, we do. The t-shirt design is great. I know I'm at least planning on rolling that out for the Mothman Festival in September. Mm-hmm. Um, might work something out there where, like, we'll figure out a way to... I don't know, crowdfund, like, a Crypto Keeper campsite, and, like, everybody who comes will, like, get one of those t-shirts as part of their package or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will be available for purchase somewhere, too. Yes. I don't... Unless they're... I don't know. I'm just running my mouth now. Unless we decide to make, them like, a Mothman Festival exclusive. But we'll we'll figure all that out when it comes yes, to it. Yes, exactly. Super cute t-shirt design. Um, and We'll haunt that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> we'll haunt that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so, yeah, that's all of that. Thank you again to our friends at the Alexandria Archives. Um, who are our sponsors this week again. Yes, thank you so much. Please check out their show. They have done such a wonderful job with uh, everything they've put out so far. They do such great work, and they're just really excellent people and deserve your support. They're also pretty much always taking submissions for short stories to make it on their show, so if you have something that you want to write, that you want to see it get up there, um, you can go to their website, which is what? It is alexandriaarchives.com. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, keep posting. Keep following us. We have some cool guest stars coming up in um, the next couple weeks slash months. Whenever we can figure out scheduling because that's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, um, we do have a guest next week. So you guys will get around to hearing that when we post that up. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. So I think if that is everything. I think that's all we got for now. Hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there.